Days for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Our voice, dude. <laughs> we are live here in the studio with Jerry Wagner Jr. Hi. Hi. Um, so just to say hello to everyone and thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Go check out the Patreon. Um and you can go listen to Jerry's tomorrow uh, it'll be out soon. Well, it'll be out before you hear this, but uh Jerry's playlist is up there. Uh, we talked 30 minutes. You maybe want to quickly describe what the playlist is that you did. It It is uh, my uh, A is for Alcoholic playlist. Uh, I felt like maybe I love music. And actually, I don't want to sound corny, but music has actually helped me with my recovery process a lot. And so I decided to, yeah, I mean, Spotify is awesome. So I put together mm-hmm. a little playlist on Spotify. I thought it'd be interesting for the Patreon listeners to... Maybe maybe they'll find something in there that'll inspire them or help them out. Yeah. So and it was a yeah. list of songs that kind of went from your first drink. Oh right, right. To your last it went through like the whole process. Yes, that was at least my intention. <laughs> yes, it went through the whole process of yeah of from the first drink all the way up to like the point in recovery where you're doing all right. Right. Maybe maybe I should have thrown some Bob Seger in there at the end. Against the winds. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that'll be on. You can do that for the one, next dude. one. So that's yeah, the next there's one. all kinds of cool stuff on Patreon. Um, also, our sponsors are Green Camel Press. They do comics, yeah. greeting cards, and more. GreenCamelPress.com. Uh, they have Christmas cards for sale right now. And full disclosure, it is my uh, my other business as well. So um, go check it out. Uh, me and my business partner do a lot of different art stuff, and we are working on children's books, comic books, greeting cards, all kinds of cool things. GreenCamelPress.com. And I think that's it. Do you have anything? No. No. I'm I'm not playing Red Dead Redemption right now, so I'm not sponsored by that. <laughs> how, how I'm sponsored you? by the new the new DLC on Ark. <laughs> I'm sponsored by playing video games, and <clears throat> I'll be on Shark Tank with that pretty soon here. I like to play video games. Give I me like money. To play video games. Give me some money there, Dan <clears throat> Cuban, <clears throat> Ronnie Cuban. I don't know what his name is. What's his name? It doesn't matter. Mark. Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mark Cuban. <clears throat> so today I did um what you did what. Oh no! I was just gonna say I went downstairs to get a glass of water in the bathroom in the kit, the bathroom sink, and I forgot that I'd put one of those blue tablets in the toilet tank, and the water in the toilet was blue, and I thought I was having a stroke for a second. <laughs> you, you're all better now. Yeah, that was my that was me touching the void. Touching the void. So yeah, yeah the V is for void, for filling the void. What is the void? Who has a void? What do you yeah. do with your void? How do you, mm-hmm. um, you know, I. I don't know how how deeply we can wax philosophical and uh, and be legit, but I feel like one of the things that always they talk about addiction is the opposite. Uh, connection is the the opposite of addiction, and so hmm. when you're trying to connect with people, with friends, with family, with you know some might say a higher power, a god, a spirit, whatever spirituality, um, that you're Addiction are just the wrong tools to get you there. Because I think we all, I mean, I know that I did at a certain point, really connected with alcohol. And it was the thing that got me through a lot of bad stuff, at least temporarily. 
until it stopped working. And so there's always this void and this hole. And if you listen to Alan Watts, he'll talk about filling the, you know, what they call the God hole. You know, everyone's yeah. just sort of, yeah. and we've talked about it before about how, um, especially in this time, this day and day and age in a very, it's much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just atheistic, secular, yeah, or agnostic, secular, secular, that's secular it. is the word I'm looking for. And so that it's, it's a lot harder when back, you know, even 300 years ago, people, you know, they were told, well, you go to church, God will save you, your soul will be saved, and then they were complete. And so then mm. when we start to look at things differently and realize that, you know, maybe for some of us, we can't go to, you know, go to church on Sunday and our soul won't be saved. You're like, well, shit, what do I do? How do I fill this void? Mm. Um, and I think as an alcoholic... Uh, I was trying to fill it with anything and everything and just as consume and imbibe as much as possible to the point of hurting ourselves, you know, or hurting myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's one. Th- I, th- I feel like the void in me was definitely, you know, now through the program that I work, it was it was definitely like a spiritual one. Right. So. Yeah, OK. And yeah. I wouldn't call myself like hugely spiritual. By any means, and I don't even know what that means because everyone has their own definition, you know, about going to church or praying or meditation. I do, you know, two out of three of those things. Um, but it's, it's when you first like that first pop of alcohol, when you first have it and you're like, it feels like you've been awakened, you yeah. know? I mean, I don't know yeah. how you do you, do you feel like, is, is there a void inside of you, Jerry, or was there one? I yeah. mean, you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a spiritual void. I mm-hmm. mean, I was raised on the border to Mexico, Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. with a Mexican mom and an Italian dad. You know, so we had a lot of uh, spirituality kind of happening to us. But mm-hmm. as I grew older, I kind of grew farther from religion or spirituality. And I'm not religious. I don't subscribe to any religious belief. And my spirituality is it's functional, you know, mm-hmm. it works. I, I use it for what I can use it for. But when I think of the void, when, cause John and I text each other the day before usually, and, uh, kind of try to discuss, you know, what, what letters are going to do. And, and void is a weird one. It, it, it's actually V void's not a weird one. V is a hard letter. Cause there's a lot of weird, weird words mm-hmm. that start with V, but void. When I think of the void, I always felt like they were cracks and holes in my own personality that I had to shore up with alcohol and alcohol was the device, the spackle, mm. you know, the, the, the personality spackle I had to use because I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I grew up with like a really bad self-esteem and I grew up ha- actually fuck that. I hated myself. I literally hated myself. Like yeah. I've, I, yeah, I attempted suicide multiple times. Like I fucking had an issue with me. And when I found, I, even before I was drinking, I was trying to fucking, you know, hurt myself. So when I found alcohol, that seemed to be my saving grace. That was the thing that kind of shored up all that awful, all those awful things I felt about myself were now inflated and and uh, inflated in a good way at first, you know? Like, sure. Yeah, I used to walk into a room like like a fucking hunchback scarecrow, and then I'd start drinking, and I'd turn into fucking Liberace, dude. You know, like I was all I've fucking been there. sequence. <laughs> I lived with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you've seen it. Yeah, I'd turn into the most charming man on earth, you mm-hmm. know? And, and uh, 
yeah, eventually, the, as with alcohol being a depressive chemical, turn you know, back to the scarecrow. Turn, turn back to this. Well, turn back to a broken scarecrow. It gets mm-hmm. even worse. You know, the the hatred gets worse. So for me, it was filling those voids in my personality, in my esteem. Yeah, how I felt about myself. Yeah, I couldn't talk to girls, dude. I couldn't talk to other men. I couldn't talk to anybody. I just mm-hmm. couldn't. So that's what it was for me. But I think within the program I started working, yeah, I found that spirituality and it was definitely helpful. I don't know if I can say that finding that spirituality cured it all or saved me, but I think it definitely fucking helped, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, and, I, and maybe I, I didn't, I don't want to come off as if I was, I was lost and now I'm found. No, that's, no, I didn't think you were. And I know you, you know, that I know is not that, for those of you who yeah. don't know me, that is not, that was not my, uh, the impression I was trying to make just that there was, I mean, there was a lot of times, you know, growing up and I was just kind of feeling lost. And we talk yes. about mm-hmm. this idea of not fitting in alcoholics. Often they all talk about not fitting in They there's, so what is it? What does the literature say? Uh, irritable, restless, and discontent, yeah, you know, and very so, common. And so circles. when you when you get this thing that you can have just like quick, you have that first sip and you're like, oh, man, I'm home again. This mm-hmm. is that warm wash through my whole body and through my right. veins. It's just like, oh, my God, I'm myself. And so, yeah, in a lot in a way, it's kind of like that liquid cement that you just pour into the cracks of your personality. Right. And mm-hmm. for me and there's only there's been a few times I don't want to say there's only, you know, I, I hope for more, but there's been a few times where something has sparked in me, whether I was reading a book or working with somebody else, you know, with, with a mentor or um, in a meeting and listening to somebody speak where like I felt something real and, you know, and maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's just not feeling real emotions for 20 years <laughs> mm-hmm. and you go, Oh, yeah. this is what, this is what normal people feel like when, you know, they have empathy and, and listen but there was like, oh, wow, what was that? That was magic. Was that was yeah. that spirituality? Was that a connection with something? Was it just was it just the right chemicals in the right way? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to I don't have a I don't have a particular God that I pray to. I like to think that, you know, I subscribe to all of them. You know, the the, the sure. God of the God yeah. of the trees and the God of clean water and the I don't know. But so. Maybe and again, it's not it's not wholly spiritual, but there's also yeah the void of just basically like I don't know what the fuck to do or I don't know how to I don't know how to behave. Nobody mm-hmm. ever taught me, so maybe the, right. maybe the void is yeah yeah not being not being yeah. raised right. No offense to your parents mm-hmm. or to no, my I parents. love them. They did the best they could with what they had. And my mom says that to me quite a bit, <laughs> and I agree with her. I mean, the first few times I heard, it, I was like, eh, "Okay, that's kind of a diss." But now that I see it, now that I'm a parent myself, I'm like, "Oh right, shit." But anyway, yeah, it could be that lack of <clears throat> whatever it is, you know. But I don't know if anybody's raised perfectly, and people who are mm. raised really well, they suffer from their problems from yeah. addiction too. But and I'm not trying to discount everything you say. I just this no. is my thought process on the thing. It's like uh, that void, that that hole. It could be any hole. It could be anything to shore up your self esteem or to as a replacement for your spirituality, or mm-hmm. you know, even as just an affectation and a device that makes you seem more interesting that turns its fucking teeth on you eventually. <laughs> yes, you know, because does. that was definitely the way I used it too. This is my affectation is that I'm an alcoholic. Look how cool I am. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. It's like having a having a pet tiger. 
<laughs> still a yeah, wild exactly. animal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And eventually turns around and bites you in the fucking skull. The, the, you get Siegfried and Roy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, That's it. Yeah. So alcohol is the white tiger and you're Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. And then and one you're day, doing fine. <clears throat> one day. You're up on bam. stage. Everybody loves you. You're putting on a show. Mm-hmm. And then. Half yeah. Your scalp. Gone. So and the the void also for me was and the thing that I learned working my program and help having somebody with me to work it was that I didn't have the tools to be an adult. And so, yeah, yeah, so so I was never taught those before I started drinking alcoholically. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever taught me, you know, just it's amazing. Like, I can't believe that it's only been in the last three years that I've learned how to behave as a, as a, an adult to, you know, to, to return (laughs) phone calls and to, you know, get up in a timely fashion, whatever day, you know, time of the day that might be for you and, Mm -hmm. and to handle your business and to pay your bills on time and, you know, to, to eat well and go have a little exercise, John, like Mm -hmm. it's only been in the last three years and I'm going to be 42 in a few months. So, So there was a huge void for for 30, <clears throat> 37 years, 38 years or something yeah. of just not knowing how to do it. And we all managed. We all got by. We all made the rent eventually on the 10th <laughs> or the 12th right. of the next mm-hmm. month. Yes. <clears throat> so I think that that's one thing that sobriety brings to me is filling in. And again, I... The, the analogy used is actually perfect. It's these cracks in our personality, yeah. in our, in my, you know, just in my way of living. Like, oh shit, I can't believe I used to live that way. Yeah, yeah. What was acceptable back then as compared to what's acceptable now? But I was thinking when you were talking earlier about having these genuine moments, you know, in sobriety. And mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. In the four years that I've been sober, I've had way more genuine aha moments you know what i mean i've had way my clear everything's more clear Mm -hmm. everything's clarified you know like i've had way more than i did in those like 17 18 years of drinking and even before that as a kid you know but uh yeah it's 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 i don't know if i'm trying to sell this to the listener or whatever but it just feels (laughs) like i'm like listen man you know i've i've understood way more in four years with having a clear unclouded fucking brain you know than i did that entire time yeah, I, I don't fucked up. I mean, I don't think any. I'm I'm not. I'm certainly not trying to sell anybody anything. No, I yeah. Um, yeah. But there's some. There's something to it that you know it just it didn't exist before the the all the all the Word. moments of yeah. like the the sort of like, the high was always artificial, and with something artificial, it doesn't last. And not that mm-hmm. not that the high lasts, but I'm able to kind of hold on to it for a little bit longer, and I'm able to grow from it rather than just going like I'm gonna blow another line and be really high right. and then need another one right away, mm-hmm. and then wake up in hell. And so, right, <clears throat> we I was um, talking with a friend of mine who she's just recently decided to quit drinking, and um, I talked to her tonight. And she was talking about, yeah, you know, about booze and food and boys and whatever else it was. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. what are you looking for? What are you looking for? What am I looking for? What do I want? Is it it's not just I mean, I want to be 
I mean, I, I, I don't want to just say, well, I, I just want to be happy, but I want to be content. I want to be, I want to do something that leaves me fulfilled, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to, I want to, we all want to be like, what is, what is in this, like, not just living up to your potential, but being the, what is it? Self actualization, self realization. One of those two. Where yeah. Sure. You... <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what do you, the fullest, the fullest you, you can be. And right. I was never that I was always falling apart and barely putting it back together night after night after night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, if I have a bad day or I have a bad moment or, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, California four way stops. They're my they're I hate them. I hate them so oh, much yeah. because the, you know, this is the, this is the move that everybody does. You know yeah. that move that like and oh, you yeah. guys who can't I live in I live in Oregon, yeah. <laughs> people who can't see it, I'm kind of waving the the other person over and there uh-huh. I was in almost an accident. I mean, I wasn't in an accident. I was watching it because one person wouldn't take the the fucking left turn that was theirs to take. And right. it just makes me so angry and I'm like, "Can you?" And I'm screaming in the in the car. Dude, and I'm just traffic, <laughs> man. And it was just like, "Are you kidding me? Why would you even just fucking go?" Yeah. So he can go, so I can go, because that's the right of way. Uh huh. And then the person that screwed it all up is now right in front of me, and everything that I want to do, like I, God, I want to follow them, and I want to fucking yell at them, and I want to see their face so I can know who it was and what. Yeah. I want to know what an idiot looks like. You know. Oh yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And so no, let alone and there's the whole part where I'm just like, man, I want to GTA this motherfucker and just run right into the back of their car. Right. Yeah. You know? Stop them and yeah. But and then so I was like, as soon as it happened and I got to the other side of the the intersection, I was like, it's okay, John. It's okay. You're the only one in here. You're the only one feeling this. Take a breath. It's all right. Go do your thing in the shopping center that you need to do. You're going to be fine. And so if I had been drinking or hungover or whatever, one, I could have been in an accident. Two, I probably would let that bother me for a lot longer, you know. Mm -hmm. And three, I still got to get over it or just avoid that intersection. But that's not really a reasonable way of living life. Yeah, you've really got to – I'm glad that you're starting to confront your <laughs> traffic issues. They come up every once in a while. I know. You get upset in traffic, but that's okay. I do too. I think everybody – I think it's a very relatable to be upset in traffic, but that's because you're not in control of everybody else around you. you mm-hmm. know? I don't know if it's that base of it because there's also fearing for your safety and mm-hmm. also being like, my time – you are fucking impeding on my mm-hmm. time, you fucking Neanderthal. But, you know, like, yeah, it's it's funny. Do you remember when you had that red Dodge Dart? That yes. The, right, the driver's side door was, no, the passenger side door was busted. So if you took a hard right, like I almost flew out of the car every time. <laughs> You'd have to wear your seatbelt because the door would You'd sometimes just open the door up. Just swing open every time you took a hard right, you know. Yeah. I, think I was just won- thinking about that. You talking about your traffic <laughs> issues, but then you were like... 10 years ago, you were just driving this. It was longer. Yeah, it was longer You're driving than that. that shit box. Sometimes you yeah. put like a bungee cord around the in between the windows so that you could. That was the only way to keep the door closed. But then you'd have to get out. Yeah, so it, like, was a, oh, it was well, a mess. I'll wait for John to get out so I can get out. So it was. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah you know again this is this is how far we have come and and but even in i don't know i mean when you when you first quit drinking yeah what were you what what were you looking for like what did you want from it from sobriety what did you want from recovery well in the beginning it was sobriety because there wasn't a lot of good recovery i like the difference between sobriety and recovery the idea this is my what is it is that well sobriety is just not drinking it's just me not drinking Mm -hmm. but recovery was me trying to get better and to confront those behaviors and and try to mend those behaviors which had stemmed all the drinking right because i know there's a physical aspect um there is a physical aspect to my alcoholism. I know there's the chemical in my head, and I also know that through genetics, you know, I got to win that lottery. But I know that, and I, I don't use that as an excuse. I, like, I know what I am. But I also know that I have to do this thing, drink, to become what I am. So the sobriety was just not drinking, but the recovery was me trying to fix the emotional responses and the coping mechanisms I had in order to not have to turn to alcohol to deal with life serving me a big steaming plate of life as my old man says but uh i've totally lost count of the question you asked me. no well, you, what i wanted out what did of it you yeah want that's in what the very I wanted. beginning you wanted I sobriety wanted to, i wanted or, sobriety well i wanted to be sober because i didn't want to keep making the same mistakes i was making i kept hitting the same outcome every single time and it never changed it like wouldn't change i would get drunk i'd be really great for like drink one through six everybody <laughs> loved me then drinks six through nine, I would get mad. And then drinks nine through go to sleep. I was just awful. I was suicidal. I was loud. I was mean. I hurt feelings. I hurt my wife really bad. Not physically, you know. I, I mm-hmm. But like I was really emotionally fucked up towards her. And, and I kept making those mistakes with people I cared about too. Other people, you know, I'd call up family members and try to tear into them and shit. And I didn't want to do that, but I kept coming to that same outcome every single time, you know, two plus two always equaled four. And I wanted it to be eight. And I was like, fuck, you know, and realized that like I had to learn a new math, you know, and Mm -hmm. sobriety was part of that new math. Plus physically, dude, like my heart was fucked. Like my heart was always beating fast and every small pain in my chest. I was like, this is it. I'm going to die. Yeah. And I smoked like a chimney and always felt physically ill, always sweated, just sweating, Sweating, farting, never like just made a diarrhea. Mm. I like literally just made of it, just a bunch of it in a man suit, just mm. walking around, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm, I hope you're enjoying your dinner tonight, podcast listener. <laughs> um, but uh, that's what I wanted. I wanted to not have those things. And I knew that um, moderation wasn't going to work because I tried to moderate. I tried to moderate every night. And I was like, this is not, I just need to flat out just quit this shit. And then I was sober for a few months and just like miserable fucking restless and irritable and discontented like this says in that literature you know i felt it and i was like man this is i gotta figure something out i gotta figure out you know i can't afford therapy <laughs> <laughs> you know like and i don't know what to do and i know i have people very close to me who have gone into the you know into the 12-step program we use so i went to that and it helped me out immensely immensely in those first few years and it still helps out now i just i use it differently than i did in the beginning you know but that's what i was looking for was yeah contentment stability not making the same mistake yeah i was desperate man yeah yeah i was desperate it's recovery is and i've said this because i've heard this but that it's recovering the person you were before you started drinking right and i think that that's partially true uh i think that i started drinking very early and i don't know that i was a fully developed 
adult. So nah. I went through, <laughs> I was trying to develop as a child. And I think, you know, through, through a lot of childhood trauma as well, that was still, um, so that was kind of twofold. So it's like, okay, well, who I was before was a broken child. And then right. I drank for 20 years and I woke up one day and I was a broken adult. And right. so trying to go back, like, like, like arch back over in the past to those 20 years of drinking and say, okay, I'm going to start there and then fix myself is it's, it sounds like such a daunting task. And I think that's why we use the, you know, the phrase one day at a time rings so true is it's like, okay, so if I'm stuck back at being 17 or 18 again, emotionally, it's like, yeah. oh, fuck, dude. All yeah, right. what the fuck? I don't want to do that. Ugh. You know, like, ugh. But yeah. the 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 reward that comes with it, I think, for me, was that it, it ex, it's exponential. You know, just as your drinking is exponentially worse, yeah. your, I think your recovery as you go through it and put in the work in yourself is ex, exponentially better. So it's like, so the last three years, I don't know that I've caught up to 42, which is what I'll be next year, but... I don't yeah. know. I'm probably, I'm probably in my late twenties emotionally. I'm working on it. You yeah, know? I'm about there with you. <laughs> right? I think I'm maybe mid twenty. I'm like twenty four. I yeah, got it. like twenty six or something. It feels twenty six. You know. Yeah. Um, farts still make me laugh. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. they, maybe every they... day. I just told a diarrhea <laughs> joke, and we both were so pleased. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were absolutely pleased. Yeah. So just recovering, you know, and we again think about the word. What are you recovering? You are recovering your life. You are recovering mm-hmm. your. Right. You're recovering time and energy and you know emotion that you haven't had in that you've just been throwing away. Yeah. Well, I, I love this concept, this concept you're talking about of, mm-hmm. of being a broken kid and then growing up and, you know, recovering and being a broken adult. And then from there trying to fix the broken adult, because for me, I feel like when you, you said you've heard that recovering who you were before you started drinking. And I immediately was like, I don't want to be that fucking guy. <laughs> that guy started drinking because he was fucking miserable mm-hmm. and then became more miserable. But if I can recover that guy and then work him try to work him into his potential as a person you know like live up to his whatever his potential is and yeah yeah, let's do that but i absolutely do not want to be like 15 year old jerry again no No, and i'm taking it very literally you know but then i think well what if i take 15 year old jerry and like help him out or how i find people Mm -hmm. who can help him help himself god that's yeah 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 and that's a motherfucker man that's the void it's, That's it, it is. right? I, I mean, mean th- well, yeah, and then you, because now you try to meet that kid in the middle somewhere, and now you're like, oh, well, I've been sober for four years, and I'm like, yeah, emotionally 24 years old, and give it right. another four, and maybe I'll be caught up, right, <laughs> to where exactly. I need to be as an adult. Yeah. I I <clears throat> hope so. I hope. I mean, but I also I enjoy, I don't. I there's this weird part of me that never wants to fully meet my potential because. The self-improvement, working on myself is kind of fun. It sounds fucking crazy, but working on myself is very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Learning a lesson, is it makes me feel like, oh, you know, I pat myself on the back. I go in the living room, like, call my wife, and I'm like, yo, I just did adult shit. <laughs> like, I didn't act like a fucking mm-hmm. asshole today. And then I pat myself on the back like I'm doing great. And that, to me, is, like, so, really fulfilling. So what you're saying is 
you kind of want to take it easy on the self, uh, the self work because yeah, you're a little f- afraid of yeah. perfection. You don't want to get to perfection too quick. I don't want to be too <laughs> fucking perfect. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm getting close to it mm-hmm, as it is. And right? it just kind of, it affects oh. everyone around me. They get jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be it's funny because right before I did this podcast, my wife was just talking to my daughter about how we have to throw away the dog's baby pool. She bought a kiddie pool for the dog to swim in, in the summer, I, mm. the dog, whatever. And she's like, well, we can't, we got to throw that kitty pool away anyway. And Olive's like, why? And my wife's like, well, daddy put a hole in it. And I was like, I put a hole in it? And she's like, yeah, you were trying to get this tool to work and it wasn't working. So you threw it across the yard and it put a hole in the dog pool because it hit the dog pool. And I was like, and she's saying this in front of my eight-year-old, right? So my kid's like, oh, dad's got a fucking anger issue, you know? And I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, I'm not in the room with them, right? She's saying it like mm-hmm. down the hall and I'm like in the bathroom doing something and I'm sitting there and I'm like, how do I approach this? Like, how do I, do I come out and get defensive? Cause immediately that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come out and be yeah. like, well, if that I've been stressed all day, that fucking tool is pissing me off and I didn't mean to throw it at anything. I just threw it and it hit something. And then the part of my brain that is improving is like, why don't you just apologize explain to your daughter that that was dumb and that you shouldn't do shit like that and just not do it again. And so, yeah, I came out and I'm like, yo, that's my bad. I fucked up. I have anger issues. You know, I look at my kid and I'm like, you, you know, throwing shit around is not going to make anything work any better. You know, you probably break what you're using. So let's try to, did you tell her that? Did you say that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't say the shit part and everything, but you know, I was like, Yo, like your dad, I get like overcome sometimes with emotion. I get really upset and I'm working with the tools I have and, and sometimes my tools fail me and sometimes my tools aren't great. They're broken. And so when I act that way, it's, that's not a great solution to my problem. All that was, was me being frustrated and acting out. And I'm like, you know what acting out is, right? And she's like, yeah, kids act out of school all the time. And I'm like, I basically acted like a little kid. So I have to do, I'm like, I need to learn better. I explained to her all the time. I'm like, dude, I'm not. I'm not, I'm good. I'm cool, but I'm not that, you know, I fuck up all the time. <laughs> you could probably get but some it, of that, like that fancy waterproof tape they got. I saw it on the infomercial. Oh shit. Right? Yeah. But that... it's like literally a $10 kiddie pool. That is like two feet in diameter. No. It's, but yeah. See, now I'm justifying my actions. I should just fix the pool or go get him a better one. But then my mind was like, okay, I'll come out and say, I'll buy a new one. But then I'm like, what? You're just going to buy off your bad behavior. Well, you know, the pool could well, be the yeah. physical manifestation of, of that self um, improvement that you exactly. that you long for to, right. <laughs> to live in. I'm gonna build him a deck with a fucking dope pool, yeah. like it's a little waterfall, gonna, water slide. Yeah. It'll be more of a hot tub for me, <laughs> yes. but like he can get in it every once in a while. I'm having dinner in the hot tub. Dog in the I'm, hot tub. But yeah, so what I'm saying is like, and I, I, right. And so then after I did that, I looked at Megan like, ding, like little fucking sparkle mine. I'm like, I'm improving, you know? And she's just Mm -hmm. like, no, you're, you're not. You're just basically fixing what you broke. And I'm like, I'm improving, you know? Well, the, the time (laughs) between doing something bad and well, one in the past, you would just do something bad and then never apologize for it. Right, you know? or apologize and just do it over. And I do would it just, again Actually, and again and I again. apologize and keep doing it again. Yeah, that's you know? my jam. Yeah. <laughs> and then so now you apologize, you fix it, however you fix it. I don't know how you're going to fix right. it, or maybe you fix I'll it. I'll throw or... it away and buy a yeah, new one. But that's yeah. fine. I but mean, it's winter, so we don't got to worry about it. No, no, the cat, the, 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 the cat, the dog's not going in the pool. But yeah, a cat. It's, like, it's like Mark Maron says. He says, you know, we, we make better mistakes. And so that's a much, yes. you know. <laughs> Bam, yeah. 
So that's exactly. that's a that's a better mistake that you made that you you made today than you would have made maybe even a year ago. So, oh yeah, a year ago I would have been like it's fucking winter. The dog never gets in the pool. I would have had tons, tons I would of have excuses. gotten defensive immediately. Yeah. And just tonight just that one little action of just coming out and owning up to it, like I felt better about it. Everybody felt better about it. Olive didn't even care. <laughs> she just is an 8-year-old. She just does whatever she does, you know. It was more my wife throwing me under the bus. And I wanted to come out and be like, "Bitch, that was fucking 3 weeks ago." But that's not accurate that's what that's what my inner Mm -hmm. alcoholic was like you come out and you just fucking just be a gangster rapper yeah yeah that doesn't work no not that's what my inner alcoholic does i also want to be known to listeners that i don't call my wife bitch that's just my internal like yes invasive thoughts invasive thoughts yeah um i i want to see the i want to hear the gangster rap about Poking the hole in the dog pool. In the dog pool, yeah, just being like a you know, a forty-three-year-old dad. That's recovery a, raps right there. Oh, dude, the dog. Forty-three-year-old dad. The pliers made me mad. <laughs> the pliers made me mad. What were you fixing? Trying to fix my massage table. Ah, yes, yes. And I'm unable, like Aesop's fables. <laughs> yes. Trying to fix a frayed cable. You know, that's exactly what I was doing. It was a broken cable on my massage table. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was unable to get it fixed. <laughs> and so I'm emotionally unstable. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not I bringing do. much to the table. Not, yeah. ooh, 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 you can't stop yourself now. No, I can't. <clears throat> but no, yeah, I was trying to fix this massage table for work that, uh, the, yeah, it snapped. Um, cable snapped. And I was trying to crimp this, fu- it wasn't even a pair of pliers, it was like this big crimp. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I didn't, I was a, like, fucking thing, and threw it. You get a new pool. The dog doesn't want to go anywhere near it anyway. Right. No, dude, he, it's the worst. In the summer, he goes in it, gets wet, comes in the house, Ugh. runs around, gets everything wet. It all smells like wet dog. That's my void. <laughs> so, Cocoa. yeah, it's, well, and it's different for everyone, you know. For me, it's, it's about, it's about defining it, right? So you have to define right. what you need, and then you have to figure out a way to get there, and what are the tools to, to get it? What are right. the, and, and again, that's that's different for everybody, but it's yes, yeah. <clears throat> um, but we are all unique. We are all different types of drunks. Yes, we're all different are... types of rage monsters. Mm-hmm. Some of us aren't rage monsters, and yeah, we're all very different. That we just have that one unifying thing. And, it, and it's, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's our, f- it's it's that we're alcoholics. That we're alcoholics. That we that yeah. that that's how we that's how we try to connect on whatever. On whatever's bothering or with whatever's bothering us, whatever that's what right. we try to use to fix. And we go, and everybody understands that we all understand each other on that level, whether it's mm-hmm. whether it's trying to fix a table or you know, getting road rage or any number exactly. of things. Um, it's about trying to fill, fill the void with what you need rather than what you want. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I try to do now. I mean, and I find if I take care of what I need. What I want is the next thing in line. Yeah. So most of the time. I try not to avoid the void. <laughs> Don't avoid the void. Um, uh, that's good. That's good. All right, Jerry. Yeah, avoid. Any yeah, last okay. words for these nice people? Yeah, I don't call my wife a bitch, I swear to God. All right. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, do, I don't believe that she would tolerate it. <clears throat> I'll have her on the next podcast. It should just be like, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> no, I'm good. I love I, I, I love all these people listening to us. It's rad. We appreciate you. 
Yeah, we do appreciate you people. And we, I appreciate you, John. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Jerry. Yeah. Good talk. <laughs> There's no punchline. No, there. Good no. talk. Good talk. Thanks again for listening. As always, our music is by Neglect. You can find his stuff at neglectsound.bandcamp.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And get a hold of us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com.